All right, Romans chapter 12. Are you all ready? All right, here we go. Just as there are many parts to our body, so it is with Christ's body. We are all parts of it, and it takes every one of us to make it complete, for we each have different work to do. Hmm, hint, hint, point, point. So we belong to each other, and each of us needs all of the others. We are all parts of it. You are not here by chance today. You are here for a reason. God is trying to place you. God is trying to help you find your place. You have a reason for your place. You have a purpose for your place. And God is on the hook to helping you find it. You're a part. You're a piece of the puzzle. I spoke a couple weeks ago about how disappointing it is to do a thousand-piece puzzle and get to the end and be missing one piece. Even though you've done all the work, it's done. You're missing. When you're not here, when you're not plugged into the body of Christ, the body of Christ is missing a part that can only be filled by you. Have you ever tried to put the wrong piece in? You're like, it's got to go. This one's got to go right there. You bend it up and and you're holding it up and people are like, that doesn't look right. Have you ever felt like that in church? I, I don't feel right here. Well, you, your piece may need to be tweaked a little bit. It's not a good feeling to show up and not have all the pieces. It's incomplete. And let me tell you, being plugged into the body of Christ is not warming a pew on Sunday morning. It's not. It's a part, but it's not the whole. Why? We saw in Romans 12, verse 4 and 5, it says, because you have work to do. Right now, none of you are working. You're sitting. You're receiving. Some of you might be working, but stop. Stop. So, if I'm not working, and I'm supposed to be in the body of Christ, and I have work to do, then there's another step. Everybody say amen. All right. I kind of got worried about you there for a minute. I think some of y'all think y'all are working. It, maybe it is work to listen to me preach. That's not, the kind of work, that's not the kind of work I'm talking about. You have work to do. You have work to do in the body of Christ. Colossians chapter 2 verse 19. They are not connected to Christ, the head of the body. But we are joined together in his body by his strong sinews, and we grow only as we get nourishment and strength from God. Remember, if you are disconnected from the body, you are not connected to the head of the body. Who is who? Two of you got that. Who's the head of the church? Christ. And Christ is enough. We sang that this morning. Think of the role of the head, decisions, thoughts, wisdom, reason, vision, just to name a couple out of literally thousands. We've got to be connected to the head so that we are led by Christ. When we connect, when we get into the body, Christ places us. We just saw, we just saw that Jesus puts us into place from Romans 12. But when we connect, it is for a specific purpose. It is for a specific place, on purpose, for a purpose, 
and he connects us by his strong joints and his sinews. He connects us together. Why? Because we're going to want to pull apart and we're going to need to bend and move around. And he will hold us together. And it is through that connection that we only grow and get our nourishment and strength from God. Man, I get excited when I realize that God's going to get involved in my life. Back to Colossians 2, we are joined together by his strong sinews. He is holding us together to withstand tension. But I want you to know that that connection also allows blood flow. And did you know that uh, in Deuteronomy it says the life is in the blood. You remove the blood, you remove the life. And these sinews join us together, sending nourishment and strength from God. When we are disconnected, the blood flow is disrupted. So you might ask yourself your question, Pastor, are you saying if I plug into church, the body of Christ, if I serve and work, if I apply myself and give my time and give my efforts, my money, that if I build relationships and help others, that my life is going to be changed, that it is going to be different, that the Lord is going to lead me as Christ, the head of the church, leads the church? Yes. Yes. God's going to move in your life. But if you're a separated member, a member of the body that is disconnected, you will dry up and die. We've got to be connected to the body. Colossians 2.19, let's say it again. They are not connected to Christ, the head of the body, but are joined together in his body by his strong sinews, and we grow only as we get nourishment and strength from God. I want to take just a little bit of time today to just talk about the blood. Our blood, our blood in our bodies, the blood of Christ, the blood in the body of Christ. The blood... It says that the life is in the blood. That's Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11. And this is a fact not only biologically, but spiritually. The blood in your body serves as a cleaning agent that purges toxins and bacteria in our system. It supplies oxygen to vital areas of our life for survival, as well as strengthening, bringing strength and good circulation and use to our entire body. Each minute, our heart pumps and pumps and pumps and circulates blood through miles of interconnected veins and arteries, passing through the kidneys for filtering and back into the same circulating cycle. But I want you to think about if you were to have a part of your body severed, cut off from the blood flow, that the absence of blood circulation would cause that part to get infected, it would develop gangrene, and it would die. Your body cannot survive disconnected. It has to be reconnected. Same thing with the body of Christ. The church... The body of Christ is the church for the blood of Jesus Christ to have its continual cleansing effect over our sins. We have to remain connected to the body. 
if we sever fellowship with his body, we risk cutting off the circulation of the cleansing blood flow. Now, I want you to keep in mind that salvation is based on faith. It's not based on your works. It's not based on you attending church. But fellowship with Christ's body, the church, is critical in sustaining your faith. I can tell you what, my faith would not stay strong without the church body. God has made it that way. You guys know partly from my testimony that I tried to separate. I wasn't trying to separate from the church. I just separated, wanted to do my own thing, even inside the church, and I severed. I I distanced myself, and next thing you know, when hell hit, my faith wasn't strong. I had people pushed away, and I couldn't hardly get out of the hole. I know from experience that if you pull away, you are going to suffer. So many times in our mind, we think if we could just pull away, we would be better. That's the enemy trying to divide you. The enemy wants to divide you, and he will put it in your mind that you are better than the whole. You're not. Two is better than one, and a three-stranded cord is not easily broken. We have to stay connected. We stay connected to sustain our faith because we get encouragement. We wind up in in an atmosphere of cleansing and growth. I don't know that any of us can really grasp the power that's in this room when we all start worshiping together. I don't believe that we're capable of multiplying the power that's in this room. I think it supersedes anything that we could measure it against. You don't get that outside the church. There is something about the church. Joe McGee says it is the most powerful thing on this earth is the church. Fellowship where the body of Christ is where love is tested and proven. Can anybody attest to that? Fellowship in, in family, your, your walk with the Lord will be tested. Your patience will be tested. It is the opportunity to learn how to love each other. It's God's great classroom of the development of the Christian character. And we are benefited by both the strengths and the weaknesses of the fellowship. There are weaknesses in the church because we're here. I have weaknesses, I have strengths. That was one of mine. Not one of my weaknesses, one of my strengths. That was Mr. (laughs) Brandy. Pete, you're not my weakness, you're one of my strengths, buddy. You're awesome. We had our 20-year anniversary at Express Lube yesterday and went out there and worked. I worked half a day. That's about all I could put in anymore. Um, but it really just took me back to, to my younger days. And it's good to look back and just see how awesome God is because there I turn around and I see Pete over there working and how much has changed in 20 years. There was no Pete when I worked. And uh, you just blessed my socks off yesterday working with you. And I look around and I see so many people that used to work 
with me over at Express Lubin. It's a miracle that they're here worshiping with us <laughs> now. I, I, they're all, you started in the car wash. I started in the sound booth. Sure enough, Zach started with me at 15 in the, in the car wash. Justin started with me at a young age. I got Kevin Peake over here that worked with me. I think I got more in here, but I'm going to stop there. But let me tell you, just in our relationship, it's, it, takes, it takes work to stay together. It takes work to stay connected. Even in the greatest church you could ever find, it will be work to stay connected. Because Satan will try to divide it. Our strengths and our weaknesses will strengthen us together. Test our spiritual growth. Test our patience and long-suffering and gentleness and meekness. Each part plays a different part in the body of Christ. Each one of us plays a different part in this body. Just like in family. Elizabeth and I and my family, we played different parts. And you know, we just had a situation to happen yesterday. Our parts aren't better. My part's not better than her part. Her part's not better than my part. They're just different. And I can't do her part. I can't. I can try, but it's dysfunctional. It comes out. If y'all remember me baking... uh, Uh, biscuits, they don't look like her biscuits. They don't taste like her biscuits. They're biscuits, I guess, in theory, but they're not the same. Now, I've gotten better at it. I've learned a little bit, but she has a part to play, and I have a part to play. Come up here and share just for a minute. Amen. Amen. Poor Paul, he made biscuits without self-rising flour. They weren't pretty. Um, but he did learn. You know, you make that mistake, you only make it once. Um, okay, so yesterday I had taken Ruth Ann uh, down to Nashville for this volleyball tournament. And um, Pastor Paul did stay back to help with Express Lube because of the 20-year anniversary. Typically, he always goes. But this Saturday, he couldn't go. So... Ruth Ann and I got up and went with another mom, and we took Sarah Bett and another little sister, so it was just a car full, and we drove down to Nashville. We left about 7.30 in the morning, and those girls um, played their first game. And here's the thing. When you go to these all-day tournaments and you go against these teams, um, you know, you wonder where they grow these girls. (laughs) I mean, they're like women. They're all like almost six feet tall. And Ruth Ann, I'm not kidding you, is the tallest girl on our team. Um, they're little, we're little. So we get down there and right away it's painful. We're watching that first set of games and um, you know, all of us are sitting up there like, oh my, you know. And <clears throat> I knew Paul likes updates. So I would try to text or call and I was saying, you know, like her spikes, because she's a spiker and she's tough. I can tell you, I'd put Ruth Ann up against just about anybody. She's a tough girl. She's tall, she's strong, um, but for whatever reason, her spikes um, yesterday were going in the net. And I noticed like three or four of them had gone. 
And um, of course, I don't, I mean, I was a dancer and a cheerleader, so I'm just like no help at these things. And so we get done with that match and I was trying to talk to her and she was talking to me and we go play the next round um, of games and they got beat again. And by that point, she was shaken. And she came to me and she said, you know, Mama, um, you know, what do you think? I, I need you to tell me what I'm, what's going on. You know, what am I not doing right? And all I could say is, I, you know, your spikes, just I don't know why they're in the net. You know, I don't know. Um, maybe you should work on that. But you're doing great. You look great. You're so cute. <laughs> and I love your braid. You know, it's really cute. The hair bow's cute. <laughs> you're so tall and strong. I don't know what to say. So anyway, so at that point, she started saying, I wish Daddy was here. I want Daddy. I want Daddy. And I'm like, oh, we're starting to go down fast. So we have a break. We're going to eat some lunch. We're like scarfing down yucky concession foods. And um, at that point, I texted Paul, and I just said, can you please talk to her? And um, sure enough, he calls right away. And she, I just left her alone on the phone to talk to him because I felt like she just needed to be able to have a moment with him and not be like, poor mom doesn't know what to say. So I just left and she talked and she was, she was holding back the emotion. I mean, she was trying not to cry. She was trying to be there for her team. By the way, she's one of the captains. And so, I mean, this is a big deal. This is her eighth grade year. And, um, you know, she had said to me, I just want to help my team. You know, I need my daddy. I need dad to tell me what I'm doing. And right away, I didn't know this, but in that conversation, he started telling her stuff like, you got to get your timing right which I didn't know that it's a timing thing, but that makes so much sense, doesn't it? If you're not getting the spikes over that you gotta, that was brilliant advice that was given over the phone. So anyways, and then the other thing that he started saying that she told me he said is, um, what was it? Oh, get the next, do the next play. Just don't worry about that play, go to the next play. Just get the next one. And I was like, that, that's brilliant. So, so me and the other mom are sitting there together, and both of our husbands are gone, and I'm like, just get the next play. And she said, that's good. And I was like, yeah, Paul said to say that. So, so we're cheering them on, and by this point, I want you to know, by this point, they're in the losing bracket. So they have put our baby girls with these women. <laughs> that look like college girls. I mean, these are big, six feet tall, muscle. Like, I'm like, I don't know what they're feeding them, but these are some big girls. So our baby girls are playing, and I mean, it is, it's painful. And I noticed at one point they all huddled up, and I thought, I know they're praying. I didn't know for sure, but I felt like they were. And sure enough, Ruth Ann said later, Mama, did you see us all in that huddle? We prayed. And, and they did. They prayed. And so they come out of that, and they had some good moments. I mean, I'll say they did. They had some good moments. But they did lose. Y'all won one game, though, right? Against we this actually, number, number one team. They, won one, they split. We win two. I, think I don't know. Won. I wasn't there, but I do know she told me. <laughs> anyway, just go ahead. It doesn't matter. One or two. One. Okay. So anyway, so here we go. i got to finish this up. So we get done. 
And Ruth Ann looks at me, and she, by this time, I mean, we're exhausted. We're finally done. We're going to leave. We're going to drive home. And she said, I just feel like I can't play without Dad. I need my Dad. And I can tell you, this has gone over in my mind, over and over and over, to the point where we were sorting laundry when we got home. And I even said, I, I love that you love your daddy like this. I love that he can help you. I wish I knew how to help you. And she starts like feeling like I'm rejected, like, Mom, I love you. You're a good mom. You know, you just don't know what to say. And I hugged her. I'm like, it's okay. I'm okay. It's really okay with me. Paul can do this part that I can't do. I, I mean, I can be there, but I'm not like him. And she needs something from him that I can't give her. And I'm so thankful that he can do that, that he can do that part. So, so we go on, and I still feel like God has something to say to me about this, right? And I want you to know, sometimes when I feel like something's on my mind and on my mind, and I start saying, Lord, what do you want to say about this? Because I find this significant. I find it significant that Ruth Ann doesn't want to play a tournament without her daddy with her. I think it's really special. I mean, in one way, it's sort of like, you've got to learn how to play without daddy. But in another way, I'm like, that is so awesome that that's how much he is, means in your life. Well, so this morning, I wake up, and I'm telling you, it's like the Lord just gave me a crystal clear picture about it. And I felt like it's, I think we're this way for each other in the body of Christ, but I also want to remind you that just like our earthly father, how we need our earthly dads, you know what, we need our heavenly father. And what the Lord reminded me this morning is when Moses said to the Lord, I don't want to go without you. I'm not going to go if your presence doesn't go. And I thought about how Ruth Ann kept saying, I don't want to play without my daddy. I want my dad. And I feel like that's how we need to be about the presence of the Lord. That I don't want to do it without God. And I want to tell you, I went looking for that scripture. And you know where I looked? I looked in the first part of Exodus. Because I'm thinking Moses said that to God like sometime around the burning bush scenario. You know, God's calling him and he's saying, great. You know, and I knew he couldn't talk very good. And he was like, I sort of stutter. I've got a problem. And I kept looking and looking and looking for that scripture where he said, I'm not going to go without your presence. And you know what? I couldn't find it at the beginning of Exodus where I thought it should be. And so that caused me to look all the way through. Do you know Moses, by the time he said this to the Lord, he had seen the plagues. He had seen the Red Sea parted. He had seen bread from heaven. He had seen the bitter waters made sweet waters. He had seen so much. He had talked with God. But it wasn't until Exodus 33, by the time he's seen all this miraculous stuff poured out from heaven, where he says, and it's 33:15, he says, then he said to him, that's Moses says to God, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. I'd rather not go if you're not going. And so I just want to say to you this morning, don't forsake the assembling of the body. Obviously, you're not. Here you sit. Here you sit. And here we sit together. But we're not going to leave each other. We're going to hang on together. But you know what? We're not going without the Lord. If His presence doesn't go, I'm not going. Amen. Amen.
That just blesses my heart. Poor Pete's probably sitting there going, I don't know that dad. I know he is. I, I treated him horribly. And then here comes my little precious girls, and I'm like, I got to do this different. And poor Pete. I've asked you num- numerous times to forgive me. You know, this fathering thing is a work in progress. And, uh, man, I was tough on you. You're a good boy. <laughs> and there is mercy and grace and forgiveness for me and redemption. And, uh, um, you, you know, so many times we want to think, I can't go forward without the Lord. You know how the Lord is with you is the Word is in you. The Lord is with you. The Holy Spirit is in you. And sometimes we feel separated. And what you can do, Ruth Ann, is if I'm not there, is remember what I told you. We've got to, when we, when we hit a wall, we've got to remember what the Lord says. We may not have that moment to gather together and to come up with a plan. We just need the Holy Spirit to move. And what we do and what I would encourage you to do, because I'm not going to be able to be there every time. Even though I've, that's the first one I've missed in forever. You've just got to remember, what did Dad say? Church body, what does Dad say? And we have to be connected to the body because with the body comes the head, which is Jesus Christ. It's essential for every one of us to be an active part of the Christian fellowship. Willful rejection of fellowship is evidence of not walking in the light. All through the New Testament, Jesus shows us that He takes it personally how we relate to the body. Our love, our expressions of kindness, our ministry uh, to any of our brothers and sisters in Christ are received as as if they were done unto the Lord. Matthew 25, verse 40. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. I want to give a big shout out to the well and to some of our life groups that went to the mission this week and just gave. Uh, I know Judy Saka just peeled potatoes all day long. I'm just telling you, just pouring into our, our community over at the mission and fed those people that are having challenges in their life. As you do that for them, you do that as unto the Lord. Would we refuse to gather with Jesus when the opportunity is given? If we refuse to gather with the church, we have in reality refused to gather with Jesus. Matthew 18, verse 20, I'm almost done. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them. Fellowship with the body of Christ is not just an option, but it is critical to our survival. Our continued continued survival as Christians. We need the preaching and teaching from God's Word. We need the atmosphere of worship and praise. We need the encouragement from our brothers and sisters. We need opportunities of Christian service. And we need, to op- we need the opportunity to practice love with each other. Get involved in faithful fellowship with the body of Christ. Don't run off if something disappoints you. 
or you get your feelings hurt. This only demonstrates immaturity and places you in further danger of losing out with God. I make a joke regularly that if you've never been offended in church, just stick around. Just, is that you, Haley? Just stick around. You're going to get an, opportun- an opportunity to break or not. Don't. I want you to know as my walk, just as a church member in this church, I have had multiple opportunities to break. Multiple. Multiple is not a big enough word. Multiple times. Don't break fellowship. Don't break fellowship. If you alienate yourself from fellowship, you will restrict the life-giving blood flow of the body of Christ. I just got a reminder that the church picnic starts in 20 minutes. Amen. Hey, can I, can I encourage you to? Don't wait for somebody to put you somewhere. Be proactive. Get moving. What's stirring in your heart? Go talk to the leader that's, that you're around. Go talk to me. Go talk to Zach or to Justin or Michelle. Go talk to a deacon. Go get yourself plugged in. Proactive. Just wandering around, just waiting for somebody to put me somewhere. Nobody will put me anywhere. It's because you're not anywhere. Go somewhere. Go, go to something. Go be a part of something. The, the Word of God says your gift will make room for you. Go put yourself in a place where it has to make room. It's not going to make room for you in your bed, at home, by yourself. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, as I close. Let us consider... Let me catch up. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as in a manner of some, but exhorting one another. And so much more, so much the more as you see the day approaching. For if we sinfully, sin willfully, after we have received the knowledge of truth, there is no longer there there no longer remains a sacrifice. For sins. Romans 12, verse 4 and 5. This is the same scripture as I started, just a different translation. There are many parts to our body, so is it with Christ's body. We're all parts of it, and it takes every one of us to make it complete, for we all have work to do. So we belong to each other, and each of us needs the others. You have work to do. Don't wait to be approached. You approach the church. Be proactive. Your word from God today you have work to do in the body of Christ. If you're not doing your work, the body of Christ is incomplete. Are you willing to step out and let God place you where you're supposed to be? Are you willing? And will you step? You know, faith is a verb. You have to move. Today is a great day to put, to put yourself in position to be used by God. You may feel like, I don't know what to do. Well, that's okay. Let's go try something. Sometimes we try something and we realize that's not where I fit. You know, that's good. It's good to know where you don't fit. 
It's good to know where you do fit, but sometimes you've got to step out in faith and put yourself, let yourself be available for God to move you. And as you sit there, I want you to know in my walk, I started back there in the sound booth and all of a sudden God started moving me around. I've been all over this stage. I've been back there. I've been in the tape ministry. I've been all over this church. Next thing you know, God put me over here on the piano. Next thing you know, he got me leading, playing guitar. Next thing you know, he had me being the worship leader. Next thing you know, he had me being the pastor. But I had to move back there. And it made no sense for me to be back there. And nobody knew who I was. Nobody liked me. There was this big divide between the sound guys and the musicians. They hated each other. And you know what? That's not that uncommon. But God placed me there. Where is God placing you? It's time to get proactive. Amen? Y'all stand up with me and let me pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we're just going to make ourselves available to be used by you. Where do you want us to be? You may be here and you may have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Would you step out and receive Christ today? Do you know he's calling you? He's been calling you. He's been waiting for you to realize that you can't make it on your own. Jesus Christ is the way. Those that are praying with me, y'all come on down. We're just going to open up the altar. And if you want prayer to know where you're supposed to be, we want to pray with you. Right where you sit, just ask the Lord, Lord, what's my part? It's God's word that he wants to place you where you go. Maybe you're here today and you just need prayer for healing. You need prayer for a job. You need pr- You just need prayer. We want to pray with you. Will you guys step out in faith and let us agree together according to God's word? He says, where two or more agree according to his word, a thing is done. Let us agree together today and watch God move in our lives. As we sing, we just open this altar up to you right now. In Jesus' name, amen.